Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT-monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT-authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT-monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, no. the heavens no man no weapon formed against death glory is destined everyday women and men become legends sins that go against our skin become blessings good evening good evening and welcome once again to marvelous monday and we appreciate that opening of that song uh, Miss Rihanna, because I think it is very befitting for us to kick off the show tonight uh, with a theme song 
uh, because it is just so many things going on right now. We're just uh, finishing up listening uh, to, uh, first of all, the school board. Uh, well, I won't get into that part right now. Let me, let me just greet all of our uh, co-hosts for the evening. Uh, Miss Yana will not be with us uh, tonight, so uh, let's start by saying and finding out who is on with us right now. Uh, Dr. Hagney, if you're there, uh, can you uh, front row center and let us know you're, you're at the beginning of the show tonight? Dr. Hagney, are you there? I can hear you. If you unmute, Dr. Hagney, and, and let us know if you're there. I think I hear you. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Pastor Cooper, are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you doing, Pastor Cooper? Wonderful on this marvelous Monday. On this marvelous Monday. We, we Do we ever have a lot to talk about on this marvelous Monday? I, I tell you, it's, uh, it's been quite, quite, quite a week. And so... Uh, but let, let, let's see what we're going to begin with uh, once uh, we get everybody in. I thought I heard Dr. Hadney. I don't know if he's uh, on or not. Maybe uh, she, he's not, he has not arrived, I think, is what Ms. Rihanna is saying. And I don't know if, uh, if our good friend, he is on now. Okay. So, uh, oh. Dr. Hadney, here. Hey, how, how, you, you doing? how you doing? Oh, great, um, great. Blessed. Doing good. Doing good. Blessed. Yes, yes, we are. Well, Pastor Cooper is here. <laughs> And so I'm not sure if uh, Mr. Flemings has made it yet, uh, Mr. Arthur. So maybe he'll be in here shortly because we have a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. Mm. Uh, oh, yes. So we're, we're going to kick off uh, uh, Dr. Hagney and uh, Pastor Cooper. I, I was just about to brief a little bit on uh, the school board, the Tyler Independent School Board that went on tonight. There was probably about um, maybe 20 people that spoke, um, uh, Mr. Artis Newsom, one of the board members, asked that the mask be brought onto the agenda uh, because there were so many different uh, ideologies from people in the community, uh, lots of concerns about, uh, of course, uh, what we heard tonight was not a lot of real good, clear science. Uh, we know that several of the school districts all around East Texas, about 25 of them that had to shut down because of outbreaks. Uh, but we heard people saying uh, that there was no real science about uh, kids getting sick uh, with COVID and no science uh, that people, that kiddos have died uh, under the age of 12 uh, with, uh, with COVID. So, uh, so the, the final vote, and we, we just want to uh, lift up uh, Mr. Artis Newsom because he stood and he stood all by himself, but he did get a second to the motion that he presented that if 12 and under would wear masks because they have no uh, no protection right now, even though we know that today the d- discussion for uh, 12 and under, and we'll let Dr. Uh, Hagney talk more about uh, our COVID update shortly, but, but I just want to commend uh, Mr. Artis Newsom and Ms. Yvonne Atkins, uh, who second the, emo- the motion uh, for him. Uh, and then, of course, you know that all the rest of them voted no. Uh, to mask for our students, and uh, Mr. Uh, Artis Newsom and Ms. Atkins voted yes, and of course you know they were voted down. So, Dr. Hagney, if you would just give us a little bit of your, your our usual update on uh, COVID-19 and how things are, and then I'd like to capitalize on the back of what you say 
and uh, and then we'll we'll go from there. And Pastor Cooper has because he was doing some great work out there uh, in his community over the last few days. So uh, so let's get some updates on COVID nineteen. Well, hello, good evening, everybody. You know, uh, it is all like from week to week. This I would say this Delta virus is being consistent with uh, what research and it is said about it all along and. And it, it is uh, it is uh, it is true to form. And the what we have to do is uh, you know the last couple of weeks was discussion about the uh, booster uh, that was to a certain extent there was a lot of confusion about that there were some dates set up and everything. So hopefully uh, CDC and uh, and FDA have sort of gotten control of all that. And at that meeting they had past week was recommending. Uh, the uh, six or five and below, and plus all uh, precondition, and so, and of course, the people are hoping that'll occur young age groups. <clears throat> but it is uh, just like I said, this, this Delta virus is the Delta virus, and so uh, we have to uh, uh, do things that are sensible. And of course, uh, there was a lot of confusion about the uh, booster. There were actually individuals receiving a third shot, calling the booster, and doing those periods of time. So we have to sell them and wait for that, uh, also the availability of that. But uh, what we need to, what is that, what's happening with the um, masks or discussions, uh, not wearing masks, but it's so shameful. When we look at the number of the death rates, the death numbers, um, and the healthcare workers who are working in the hospital system, and also people are dying because of lack of vaccination. <clears throat> so we had to continue. Well, we have to do all the measures, all the negativity out there. We have to continue the consistent information about this Delta virus, what we need to do with the, with the mask. And that is an individual thing now. People have to do what they do with you, uh, what you're, yourself and with your, with your family. Uh, so not be able to talk about levels have really been misled. But we have to, uh, those of us who know, have to do what's best for each individual person. And I would like to say what I saw this past weekend, we had two uh, immunization sites going simultaneously. But what's so impressive, both, of course, they, uh, my hat squabbles to the black churches. Again, that's where that's where the leadership needs to take place in the black black community, black churches, and, uh, and reach uh, that community. But what was so impressive, both sites this past weekend, to see grandparents bring their grandchildren in there. And uh, and one grandparent brought four grandsons, all boys, in there. And so that's what needs to happen in our community. Grandparents and parents need to step up. And uh, and because the leadership is not there, uh, but has an individual household, your relative, your family, your community, uh, that's what's going to have to happen. The individual going to have to step up, parents and grandparents, we have to step up and be grandparents and parents. And the schools are still having this discussion about mass or no mass. Uh, we can't follow that leadership. Each individual person has to uh, uh, be active. Uh, one of the counties uh, is having a serious problem with the vaccine. Uh, they, uh, one of the major chains, well, the largest chain in the country, has something like 25 positive employees this past week. Well, it's, it's just yesterday. And then someone else told me from one of the um, mental health agencies, they closed their office down this past week because of the number. So this county is is really uh, having this problem. About what we need to do is continue the vaccine. We have to get the vaccination into people in those places where we have them. 
We need to move forward with them. And if it's through the black churches that take the leadership, we need me, me to do that for our community. And, uh, and of course, the death numbers are there, the hospitalization numbers. I was uh, over in northeast Texas. I think one of this, maybe Texas, Canada, there are, there are, there are ICUs were full. <clears throat> there are reports out of Houston and other places where the hospitals are full. So and there are elective uh, discussion about scheduling uh, surgery procedures. So I would just say that the Delta, Delta virus is a Delta virus, uh, and we have to uh, take steps on our own to not listen to uh, groups, organizations. But one thing this virus has done is really identified our leaders at all levels, whether it be at the superintendent level, the school board levels, or city levels or state levels. At least we know where the leaders are. So in the future, we need to know how to work around these individuals, and that's what we're going to be able to do. We got to work around the naysayers. We got to work and continue that, that information out there. So uh, I can say that the Delta virus consistent is doing what it's doing. We're seeing the youth in that told someone the other day. We have to protect. I'm I'm proud and honored that uh, uh, Artist Newsom stood up because you know he's on our task force and we had a Zoom meeting with our task force members and he he would not be there because he had to be at the school board. So it's great to hear that why he stood up. I'm proud of my part of all our members on our task force because they're working hard. There are um, leaders out there. They're finding sites. So I, I, I take my head off to all this for doing that. Uh, but uh, also a discussion about the, the booster sites. We need to start scheduling the booster sites. And, uh, and, and again, I want to thank the, the black pastors. They have really been a jewel. They've been opening their church doors. They've been working with schedules. I think now we have something close to. Um, 15 sites that are posted up. Enjoy uh, them because of what black pastors and black churches have done. And so I'm proud of them. And uh, and I, for a certain extent, I would say the leadership in our community is that in the future going to be the black church because they are, they are the one that's stepping up. They're the one making this happen. And also, I need to say that the government needs to recognize the role of the black church. I know historically they've sort of worked around the black church and not giving the black church the due honor and recognition. For some reason, they think nonprofits going to solve this problem. It's not going to solve this problem. It's going to be the black church, and the church and state and national groups going to have to recognize the significant role of the black church, not only just in health care, but education and everything else. So this black church, is, it, will, is, it will be the leader out there, and we need to give it this recognition, recognition that it needs. And, and I have to go off to all those black pastors who are taking a stand open up the churches, working with us in these communities. So I, my hat go off to those black churches, no black pastors. I guess that's, that's it. I'm going to start a little discussion. Okay, great. Thank you, uh, Dr. Hagney. What about, uh, what about you, Pastor Cooper? I know that you were doing some work out there in the last few days. Any Anything you'd like to report? Yes. Uh, matter of fact, hands off to Dr. Hagney for keeping the uh, focus on uh, this COVID uh, yes. virus. Uh, we had our own commissioner here, uh, Bo Afford, uh, in Precinct 4, that opened up uh, his home church, his South End community, you know, where the black and brown folks live is where we hit the hardest with COVID, and we're trying to make sure that we get testing. We got testing out there. We got blood drives. We were still dealing with sticker cell issues. Uh, we all know that one of the biggest remedy are the things that aid in uh, sickle cell is getting new blood. So uh, as Dr. Hagney said and the young lady I spoke to out here this Saturday, she reminded me that 
we, African-American people, need to donate blood. We need your blood. Uh, that, that's best for us. Also, we had the food drive, the giveaway, registered to vote. I mean, we were busy. We, on all four corners, we were just busy doing all the things necessary. Then uh, I found a hidden jewel in our community, and it's probably in everyone's community. Uh, the county has free mobile services when it comes to uh, vaccinations, it comes to di- diabetes, uh, monitoring, and medication, free medication. Uh, these are the type of things that are kind of hitting our communities or not getting out. So, again, like uh, Dr. Hagman said, we have to be the octopus, have the arms in all areas doing the same thing. So I'm practicing those things that he's saying and I'm learning. Uh, so we need to be the voice in the community. And, uh, again, I don't know who those two folks were that stood up. We need to uh, vote. We need to see where our leaders are make sure we get masked up. There was a statement by, uh, I think, Nicki Minaj this past week or so, and it went viral with yeah. the young youth and every Yes, yes, on, on both mm-hmm. sides of the aisle. They protected her mm-hmm. for her, her right to choose, you know, and, and we, we uh, you know, stick up for folks that to their right to choose when, when it comes to medical issues. But at the same time, though, we have to uh, educate them and let them know that when you're making decisions that's, uh, that's going to affect other people, say, for instance, if, if you're not vaccinated and you're a carrier uh, and you have elderly that's around you, kids that's around you that just not uh, saying that I think 5- to 11-year-olds, I think Visor is going to have a shot for them. So until that happens, uh, we need to mask up. We need to uh, get people inoculated. We need to make sure we do the right things and educate the folks. Uh, what I'm finding out is that it's not just putting out a sign or, or just uh, having a commercial. It's reach one, tell someone, and, and that's what we have to do. And we have to go tell our loved ones to start at home. Uh, my mom used to say charity begins at home. Very good. Thank you, uh, Pastor Cooper. Yes, I, I appreciate uh, Dr. Hagney for bringing out uh, the point that there, there's been so much confusion everywhere, and in particular uh, people saying uh, the booster, uh, they were getting the booster. And so so he let us know that that. As a matter of fact, there was no the booster had not been approved. It was actually supposed to have been approved today, but what was was approved was the third uh, vaccine, the third shot. I'm going to use the word shot versus a booster. The third shot was approved for people with compromised uh, immune systems, uh, age 65 and over, to get a third shot. Uh, because if they had had their vaccine seven months and longer, then they could get that third shot to help uh, boost that immune, immune system. But then today and this week, as a matter of fact, the uh, the booster is supposed to be approved. I don't know if there was going to be any additives uh, in that shot. That's why we wanted to make sure that people were not getting uh, this confused and thinking that they were taking a booster uh, because the booster had not been approved. So he made that very clear. And so we wanted people to really understand that uh, that's what is going on with that. But, yes, it was Mr. Artis Newsom, uh, who is a black man on the school board, and, and Ms. Uh, Yvonne. 
Atkins, a black female on the school board. Right. But what's what's troubling to me, gentlemen, is that that we're we're making this so political instead of scientifically, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can see see the ones who are uh, quote unquote Republicans and the ones who are quote unquote Democrats. Uh, you can tell the difference. That people who are Democrats uh, tend to wear masks. And people who are Republicans tend not to wear masks, and why? Because they heard it from they heard it from the tip top down, and this thing continues. And we're we're it's on the backs of our young kids. We know right here in East Texas, we had 25 school districts that shut down. We had Wiley College that shut down because of outbreaks uh, in this community. And they're listening to people who are non-scientific, who are not medical people. And let me just share with you that we're preparing to put a massive media uh, presentation together coming up very soon, uh, next week to be exact. And we're going to talk about the nine, listen to this, the nine medical people who actually uh, did not take the vaccine. These are medical people who were working, nurses to be exact, and one respiratory therapist right here in our city that died in the last two weeks because they refused to take the vaccine and they're taking care of all of those COVID patients in the hospital. Over half of the, of the patients that are in the hospitals right now are positive with COVID. This past weekend, on Saturday, we had one of our young ladies that grew up at our church died of COVID, refused to take the vaccine. And then on, sat, on Sunday, yesterday, we had another one that grew up at our church, refused to take the vaccine, died of COVID. So I know so many people up close and personal that wow. are dying from this. It's really a tragedy. And then maybe our children may not be dying at the rate of, of our school kids, 12 and under, may not be dying at a rapid rate. But we don't want even one. We don't want them to be sick with this dreadful thing because guess what? It will continue on. It will affect all kinds of organs in your body long term. I was talking to a gentleman that just finally got over COVID. I was talking to him on Thursday, and he said, and mute your phone because I hear you moving around in your background noise. But he said to me that he still gets so short of breath. He said, even when I get excited, even though COVID is behind me, he said, I get so, if I get excited about something, he said, I become short of breath, I can't breathe, and I have to settle down and sit down until I can get myself back together. And so he's, I guess he's about a month or so out uh, from uh, from having COVID. He said, I, it took him a long time. He got it from his mother. His mother passed away because she had a lot of underlying issues and things. And so there was a breakthrough and he got it, but and he, but he was vaccinated, but his mother was not vaccinated. So she lost her life and so he recovered. So it, we're, we're in some very, very serious times uh, with this and we have to make sure that people are really educated, they really understand. Uh, and so we're gonna talk about vaccines, uh, uh, COVID, uh, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, 
medical people. It's going to be a big story, and we're working on that story right now. So that's our that's our COVID uh, that's going on, and I know there's a lot of lots of uh, uh, things that are being said that are just not scientific, and so that's the problem is that we should have to stop. We have to make sure that people are listening to people who have the knowledge, who are working uh, front row center uh, with, uh, with the people with this vaccines and the people who know exactly how science works. So there we are. So I wanted to bring that forth and uh, to let you know that just to, to stand by because there's going to be more to come uh, on next week. We're going to have several, several uh, nights of, of sessions of uh, of interviews with people who are experiencing and working frontline workers right here in our hospitals uh, to come and talk to us uh, about uh, what they are experiencing and how uh, traumatic it's being for them to see their colleagues dying from COVID-19. So, all right, let's move on and, uh, and let's talk a little bit about what is going on in the great state of Texas. Um, Pastor Cooper, give us give us a little update on your campaign. We're pushing uh, your campaign 100 uh, percent, and let us know right now what you want to see from us. What what can we do to help you move forward? Because as you know, uh, there's other people that are that are, I, I say another some more playing uh, playing football with. Uh, with the American people, yeah, maybe I'm going to run, no, I don't know, maybe not, you know, uh, just not uh, persistent and consistent. So share with us what you want us to know in regards to your campaign and why you decided to run for governor of the state of Texas. And we'll listen out. I'll mute out while you talk to us. All right. Thank you. I'll only take a few minutes, but we all know that uh, it's no longer uh, fun you know, when we always try to work so hard to get our way to the table and we get there and sometimes the, the tears snatched off from under us. And so we've decided to no longer to ask for an invitation to the table. And we've been uh, leading by example in that. When you've seen us go to Austin, Texas, and we're talking about those issues, voter suppression. We're talking about those issues uh, about the heartbeat bill. We were talking about those. Uh, we started off with Bull Corner. Uh, uh, rally, and uh, then it start, turned into uh, uh, Jim Crow 2.0, and all of these things. All that started with the campaign uh, uh, for Mike Cooper to be governor for Texas, a, a fighter for Texas uh, at, at every level. Uh, no matter if I'm the NAACP president, no matter if I'm the pastor of my church, uh, as you see me in the community, we collect water, give water, uh, collect uh, clothing, give clothing, uh, do the vaccines. We're going to do that regardless uh, if if uh, I was running for governor or not. These are the things we're doing. Uh, and on top of that, uh, those three-tier positions of education, criminal justice uh, reform, and economics, we have to open up the state of Texas. Again, the way we do that is uh, making someone like uh, Dr. Hagney uh, over uh, the, the entire state of Texas and saying, and, and he tried to listen to like, what? I thought I was retired. But we, we have to make sure we get our people vaccinated. In order to educate our folks, we need to get them, our youth back into school, and, and that comes with uh, vaccinations and vaccines. Uh, we have to make sure that we protect the state of Texas so that we're, we're not flooding out uh, Arthur Fleming's house uh, when it comes to freeze. Uh, 
uh, bad weather. So we have to deal with ERCOT. We have to deal with all these things, and we have to chew gum and walk at the same time. So we have to have the octopus program. We, we have to be able to do everything. We have to have the table issues. We have to deal with all of those things at the same time. No matter who gets in the race or not get in the race, I don't have time for games. I don't have time for football. I'm not. I really don't care about uh, uh, winning or losing. What I care about is that if we don't show up for the fight, we lose. And uh, I love what Dan Rather said. I heard him interview. He uh, interviewed Dr. Martin Luther King for years. I'm a student of this uh, civil rights issue. I've been one since I was 17 years of age, and that is this, that protest is necessary. So I'm going to protest whether I'm in a seat or I'm outside of a seat. Matter of fact, take off from 9 to 5 if I'm in a seat. So that will take me off the protest row. But after 5 o'clock, I'm going to go back to protest, no matter what office I hold. So thank you. <laughs> Very good. I love it. And listen, let me let me just thank you. I forgot to say this a few seconds ago, uh, Pastor Cooper, but thank you so much for bringing up uh, our health department. And so I want everybody out there to really hear this. If you don't have health care and you cannot afford uh, to yes. pay for your own private health care, that is the purpose of our health department in our city. Yes. And I was speaking to us with, with Dr. Hackney is that that we have to make sure that in Smith County that that mobile van that goes out into other communities uh, to give that vaccine, uh, that they come to the African-American community and give that vaccine as well whenever we need it. And then if you if you have anything, as a matter of fact, long years ago when talking about vaccines, when uh, it was the health departments that came to the public schools and people stood in long lines and they got their measles and their mumps and their whooping cough and all of those vaccines that we all had to have in order to uh, get into public schools. So... Uh, so that's what they immunize the entire community. I'm sure that uh, Dr. Hagney, you would remember that. Pastor Cooper, you may, you may remember oh, that happening. Oh, they did physicals. They did physicals and yes. There you go. There you yes, go. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's all free. Yes. All, all you know, free of charge. Go ahead. All Dr. free. You know, I mean, one, one thing we're noticing is that, you know, uh, there are, you know, the mobile units they have, uh, we need to be at the table when they schedule and where those units go. Uh, when I, what we've been experiencing, looking at health in the state of Texas, we need to have a we need to play a greater role in the leadership of healthcare in the state of Texas. They, they they mean well. They have a lot of people in place. For some reason, while we still we're the ones still falling through the cracks. And so, and when when they look at those mobile units, they're saying we need to make sure. Sometimes they have part those units in there. They have to. Well, back to the black church. I can't emphasize this enough. They need to partner with a black pastor in that county, in that community. You know, if you take a van out to a county area, if you, well, first of all, if you don't know the black pastor in the community that you want to target, you have lost The first thing all the health departments need to do around is identify the key black pastors in the black churches and network with that pastor in the community. And that's why I said earlier that government for a long time will still recognize the role of the black church. I can't say that enough. To solve the issues in healthcare, we we experience this throughout East Texas. The government recognize the role of the black church, not only recognize, but work with the black church in that county. 
because we're having people ask us where should the van go. They've had these units parked for years. And, and so where should I go and, and how should and also develop that relationship in that community because in, in, this, in this structure in Texas, you have a lot of people that, at those kind of levels are not, not you know, they're not cooperative. But it's black church that's going to make the impact uh, and also change health care in the state of Texas. We need that leadership from the community. And also people who are talking about rural health and teaching rural health, you need to know the black pastor in that rural if you're going to teach rural health in any academic program. So, so he knows the community. He has, he has on. Not only that, he's the one in the community that the people trust. He's actually had people coming called the black church or black pastor. I tell the news people we show up and everything. It's not about me. I want you to emphasize the pastor and the church that's in this community. It's about them to make this happen. So all these departments and all these health bands. What you need to do is identify the key black pastor in your county sit down, talk to him, and then let him, and, and all the black churches have health care professionals, nurses all, all over East Texas in these black churches. So the black right. guys start with the black pastor, staff in, that, in, that, in that, um, that church. That's how you saw the issue. All these vans have been parked. A lot of these towns have had these vans for years, and, and these vans have never been inside a black community, a black, or the right one. So that's my answer. Start with the black church, start with the black pastor, bring it to the committee. Will you send that van out there, talk with the black pastor, see where that van going to go, and make sure you have some people in there who understand the community. The community. And that's how we're going to talk. You know, wow. and so that, that's my sure. input. Sure. And Dr. Sure. That wasn't a, just a van. That that was a mobile unit that was yeah. like a yeah. hospital. Oh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. like yeah. an ER. <laughs> They have a van with two or three medical units in there. You know, see, when you take that, you know, when you take that van out there, I'm talking to some pharmacy group, you need to do drug counseling and all other assessments out in that neighborhood. In other words, they need to partner with the neighborhood and also get youth involved with when they come out to those neighborhoods because if, people just, if they just drive up there, people are just going to look at them because they're used to that. But if you sure, have a sure. pastor involved in that plan and that van come to his church or whatever, his nurses inside his congregation, or well, some other health care workers at that church, if they're all involved and when when that van show up, have somebody on that van that look like people from the community or have somebody from the community on the van in the schedule in the plan. Sure. That's how it's gonna work. That's right. Good point. Good point. Let, let, let's bring uh, Mr. Arthur in uh, before we move on right. any further. Cause he is hanging out there. Mr. Arthur, you there? Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, hey. Good. How about you? Jump on in there and make your comment. Oh no, they back. No, they back. Got it covered. Hey, you know, you know. Now we just dealing with. You know, now we just dealing with uh, uh, ignorance and racism in healthcare now. Oh, so that's goodness. really what we're down to. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's my friend. Wow. He always keeps it real. Wow, yes. Well, anywho, we just want to make sure that everybody knows that if they need health care and cannot afford it or, or don't have uh, access to it, that our health department that sits right in the heart of our city, sits right in my district, as a matter of fact, 
there at uh, Gentry Parkway and Broadway, a big health care system. But you never, let me just share, it's just only one ethnic group that you see in that line getting health care, only one group. Uh, and, and that's it. That's all I ever see. It, yep. And I'll pop it, it in and out. And let, me just, and let me just say something. That, 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 let me tell you a, a, a little short story about the reason why I say that, about the, ra- the racism part of health care. <clears throat> my, oh, sure. my cousin uh, had, had, had a, a prostate cancer. He had to, you know, had to go. So anyways, he went to the doctor. The doctor talked to him. He, so basically he was talking to basic, you know, going to cut him up type, type, type stuff. Now, he is, he is happened to have seen a commercial about laser technology with cancer where they can target different types of cancer. So, so when so when Dada got through, he said, "Well, hey," he said, "What about laser? You know, what about the lasers? Yeah, da da da. You know, we can pinpoint." Oh, he said, "Oh, you know, I ain't know about that. anyway." So the bottom, the, the bottom line, you know, he 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 wound up getting a laser. So he said when he went to go, you know, sign in and get laser, he said he got in the room. Said what? He said what? Well, nothing in there but white people. He was the only black person in there. Well, we know we know unequivocally, uh, especially. You've been in the healthcare industry for a long time. Dr. Hagney's been for a long time. Tess Cooper's been around for a long time. We all have. We know unequivocally that there are healthcare disparities uh, in our communities. We know unequivocally that healthcare disparities still exist in the African American community, the black community, uh, which I want to transcend. I like for us to spend the first 30, 40 minutes on COVID, but I want to transcend on over because, uh, Mr. Arthur, that tells us, that takes us over to what's going on in Haiti with Haitians uh, at the border. Round them up with uh, horses. Round them up with horses. Here, here, oh. here in, in, and, and not just with a horse, but with a horse and what else? A horse and a whip. So whip. Don't I just saw it. Horse and whip. Yeah. Horse and remind me, it remind me of Galveston, huh? Brought back there memories. There you go. They brought back. It brought back memories for me as, as well. And then it, and then it brought back. Let me tell you what real memories it brought back to me. As uh, when I was working on my degree in criminal justice, and so I did an internship uh, down in Huntsville. And as a matter of fact, they tried to hire me to work in the Huntsville prison. But to watch those men out there on the horses with the whips while those prisoners were working in the fields. You guys remember that picture? You got that picture in your head, right? Uh, that, yes. uh, that, that's just devastating to, to even see something like that in this day and time. You know, that's something that we saw uh, in, in, in our history books way back in, in the slavery time. But to be able to see that in the 80s, uh, which is when I saw it, uh, it, it was, my goodness, that was really hard to, uh, it was just hard to uh, see that and accept it. And I said, no, I'm not interested in working here. Absolutely not interested in working in the prison system. <laughs> no, hey, hey, let me say this, though. What do you think about Biden keeping that uh, same uh, Trump policy, immigration policy in place? This is the same thing. Look here, but Trump didn't have no horses. Yeah. Well, well, uh, but, but here, let, let me let me just dialogue on that a little bit first. First of all, a lot of people don't know this that those Haitians left their country years ago, long time ago, and they so they went around. They first they were in Europe, and then they went around and they came. Somebody told them if you go into Mexico, you go into Mexico. 
and then cross the border that way, like the like the Mexicans are doing, then you have you stand a better chance of getting in. So they've been in Mexico for a very, very, very long time. The first time that I have heard about them doing that is when we when I was stationed overseas. And you know how long ago that was that I was stationed overseas. Two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four. They were they had left Haiti and were going into Mexico way way this well some of them were in Europe at that time I used to see a lot of them in Europe when I was stationed uh, in in those areas like um, I was in Germany and, and various places there and other places even when I, even during the wartime uh, we could, when we were on leave we would we would see that. And then they moved into Mexico, and then they have been in Mexico for a very, very, very long time. Now, the problem that I have is the fact of of the way that they were treated. Now, tell me this. If 10,000 people showed up at the border, I don't care what ethnic group that they are, what are you going to – I mean – America is only going to be able to house so many people in this country. And let's face it, we can't house every single person in the world that wants to come here. And there are a lot of people. There's 126,000 uh, Afghanis that, that are here that helped us during, during wartime in the last 20 years. That's a lot of people that they just brought in here. There are some people complaining about that. There's some people complaining that there's some still left there. There's some people complaining about there's about, I don't know if there's still 100 um, Americans that are still left there. That's the last number that I was reading about. Cause I get this information dropped down on my feed from uh, the Military Times. Because I get that Military Times uh, uh, newspaper on my um, on my phone. So I read all of this every single day. So I guess my question to you would be uh, if everybody showed up at our borders, because there is a, cause what, what I heard and what I read is that there is a process, and we already know that there is a process to come to America. And, but people are saying, well, they, they let some Hispanic, the Mexicans come in and they place them in a location, and, and mm-hmm. so they sent some mm-hmm. back and then some stayed. Uh, a lot of them were children mm-hmm. uh, that came in. Well, we we know there are a lot of them are children that people were sending their children here, and so I, I you know, it's hard to uh, turn away from a child and not help a child because what ethnic group they come from. A child is a child. I don't I don't have any children in public schools, but I'm just as concerned about every single one of those young kids in public schools that may get sick with COVID. So let's dialogue and let's talk about. Uh, the process, the standard process that it takes to become an American, and the doors open where 10,000 people are knocking at our doors uh, for asylum hey, hey, hey. to come into sure, America. Sure, Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Sure, sure, sure. Go right ahead. Just a little, because we need context for everything. And like, and I'm talking about, I'll give some Haiti context. Now, when Papa Doc and Baby Doc members are doing their thing, uh, uh, we had a guy over here named uh, that, that was an exile named Aristide. NAACP, mm-hmm. we worked to get him back mm-hmm. in power, and right. we worked for years, years and years. So finally, we got him back in power in the 80s. 
So what happened after we got him back in power? George Bush and Colin Powell went down there for nothing and destroyed the government. Went down there and just destroyed the government. You know, this, you know, why? And I'm still going, why y'all do that? Why y'all do that? And then plunge, plunge Haiti, because, again, Aristide, you know, he was, he was the opposite of Papa Doc now and Baby Doc because they were just robbing everything. You know, so sure. he, you know, he was actually, you know, he was actually, you know, bringing modern government. You know, had the United States support at the time, but when Bush and them got in there, all of a sudden they went and crashed the program. Now all that goes back to when Haiti started. Everybody, uh, especially, especially, you know, Anglo historians, you know, they still mad at Haiti from, for being the, 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 you know, the, you know, the first black, black group country down there to kick out. The Europeans, the French, or whoever they had up in, I think it was the French, right. kicked them out. So, so, you know, so they still, you know, so ever since then, you know, for some reason, Haiti can't get no love. You know, Haiti can't get no love. So basically, I'm just saying that back in the 80s, the United States worked to put Aristide back in there. After they got him back in, there was, there was Bill Clinton there. After they got him in, George Bush and them went and kicked him out. So now we got the people down there, you know, they're trying to get in the country. You know, you have several catastrophes that happened since then, you know, and, you know, so, hey, so what do you do about that? And immigration policy ain't going to fix that own thing. Good point. Well, the aggression in which the law enforcement, yeah, the aggression in which the law enforcement handles as the skin tone, the pigment gets darker, that that uh, yeah. makes me sit up and pay attention close. I mean, before I never saw things of horses. I hadn't seen things of cowboys and hats and and whips and all this stuff before. Now all of a sudden, we have cowboys on horses. Exactly, and that's the, I think that's the problem that really that a lot of black people are having a problem with, and the way that we see how they're being treated. And we didn't see anybody else being treated uh, in that way. Now, mm-hmm. I, I've never been to Haiti, but I've read a lot of things. As a matter of fact, I thought I sent uh, I thought I sent an article out of uh, of the beauty of the of, of the country and, mm-hmm. and the wealth mm-hmm. and the money yeah, in that country is amazing, yeah. beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I guess as an American. If these things were going on in the country where we live, uh, I, I wouldn't want to leave my country. But if I had to to leave my country uh, for the safety of myself and my family and all that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would do that. Mm-hmm. I would do it at, at all costs. Anybody yeah. with good good sense would try to take yeah. their family, themselves and their family to safety. Uh, Dr. Hagney, come in. Yeah, I, I, like, I really appreciate what uh, Arthur just said. He put it in a he put it in a whole historical perspective. It all started back in the uh, the revolutionary overthrow of Haiti uh, back right. in those days, and that has struck fear in America ever since. What happened in the even the uh, keeping uprising? The greatest fear in America historically was the the consolidating rise of the blacks on the plantation through slavery. That was our greatest fear, and that all stemmed from what happened in Haiti. And the reason why Haiti has not, and it will up to this point, got the recognition credit because what happened, the overthrow there. If you support Haiti, then you support an overthrow. And then when you move on through history and 
that discussion about the suppression there. It has always been to keep Haiti on a suppression, a dependency depression. That's why that destruction you mentioned earlier, why they go back and put them back on the military. So the Americans always wanted Haiti to be on a military, a, a police control system, whether it be in, they even supported groups inside of Haiti to maintain that. And so to in, in moving forward, to look, and you mentioned in the years those individuals have been traveling around the world to get into America. And then when it comes to that point, then we have to follow the procedure with them. But if you look at the time they've been trying versus the time people who started years after them to send here, there's no excuse. It all, it all, it all, and for that country to be so close to the richest country in America and to be the poorest country, that's, really I tell people that's the spotlight of our, our political, democratic, international system. That that you want to look and see where we are. That's where it, that so it's, it's no, it's, it's embarrassing that you would have a, the poorest nation in the world next door to America. It just and, and then see also we in America who are in leadership, those who look like us, we gonna have to speak up, you know, uh, and and so we cannot accept the status quo. Uh, you know, this is this is showing us who we are. This is sort of yes. consistent with the virus. The virus is showing who our leaders are and what's occurring on that border. Let us identify who our real leaders are. And there's no excuse for that. And then when you when you think about the guys on the horseback, that takes us back to slavery. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, when we talk about history, we need to look at our history. We we there's been people on horseback who control us. So how in the world that you you in this in this day and age use that to read to redo that? It has to you know to even understand and to have a guy on horseback doing that in this day and age is that's totally unacceptable. You know that just makes you know you know it, you know it, whatever. Back to the Black Caucus and everybody in America, and I tell them, you know, we missed it because of our relationship back to Africa. We have not learned that relationship and benefited from continuing the relationship with Africa. Development in Africa was the education, the healthcare, job, economic. We have sort of not, we haven't continued the linkage with Africa, like like other groups like me. I would just say the Jewish group with Israel. Yes, you, you know, so exactly. Africa in there. It's you know, almost mm-hmm. going to be the second largest population nation after China in, in the future. And we of color sitting in this country acting like we don't even know what Africa is about. We acting only, we don't, in Haiti, they're all tied together. We were talking about earlier developing that relationship with the, uh, the Caribbean mm-hmm. countries, nations with the border. Haiti was a part of that. South America was a part of that. And Africa was a part of that. So if you don't solve our border issue, by going to one country in South America and leave Haiti out and leave Africa out, it's all tied together. It's all it's tied all with the the, the, the slave ship trade. It's, it's all the, the, tied together. Doc, you said something. Doc, you said something about us not being able to speak out. That's one of the reasons. That that's one of the reasons that the Coop campaign, the Mike Coop campaign for governor is going. Our main headquarters is going to be in Tyler. Because, yep. you, yeah. know, a, you know, right now, you, 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 the stuff that's going on right now, you know, we don't have an organization or a voice that we can speak to that issue from our community. I mean, I mean, listen, I haven't heard fear. nothing. 
That's right. Yeah. Here's yeah. a quote yeah. by Thomas yeah. Jefferson. It says, we have the wolf by the ears, and we can uh, neither hold him nor safely let him go. Justice is in one scale and self-preservation on the other scale. Now, what are you saying there? And like the, I'm a student of this thing. They were talking about slavery back then. We're still talking about the same thing. We're same talking thing. about the same thing. And so, and the way this was explained to me by my, my educator at the time is that what do you do when you have a wolf uh, by the ear? When you turn him loose, he's, his mouth is so close he'll bite you. And then you're so afraid that you hurt him, and he means you no harm, but you don't know, so you hurt him. So this is what's happening. They they don't know what to do with folks with melanin in their skin like ours, and, and yet here we are again. So they they handle them roughly because they they're afraid. That's fear. That's fear factor. And it's not just a physical thing. It's also an economic thing because we've proven that with nothing we build, prosper, and we grow. So imagine what happens when we're educated and, and, and we're given the right tools and the right health care. You know, we're the fastest, strongest, and the most efficient in high school, but as we uh, grow and get older in 40s and 50s and 60s and things like sure. diabetes start taking us out and cancer and, and poor health care, th- these are the things that, that, that we have to fight with every day. Right. Well, I, don't we you have got to remember? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying we've got to we've got to educate, educate, educate. You know, the NAACP we have like twenty some committees. All those in, committees should be in the education business. All of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for their particular thing. And so, and so, what we have to do is just learn how to educate each other. Just like going to look here when you go to the doctor, that 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 can be one of the most dangerous things you can do if you don't if you don't yeah. if you're not educated and you just and you just walk there you up go. in there. there you yeah, tell you some bad things can start in your life. You know, and so and, and so we kind of do a better job of educating about the, about the medical system. You know, all these commercials about how wonderful it is, okay, but you see what I'm saying? Uh, it ain't wonderful to everybody. And so we need to really educate folks on how to go to the doctor, how to go to the doctor. That's a, that's a real thing, how to go to the doctor. You know, like I have white coat, okay? okay I know I got white coat. So, well, you know, that's when you get scared to see the doctor and your blood pressure go up. Now, they'll take white coat and put you on <laughs> blood pressure medicine. Even though you don't need it, but if you don't, but if you don't know how to talk to them, explain to them, hey, so you need to take my blood pressure about thirty minutes from now, okay, and you'll see what it is. So I'm just saying, you know, but, but if you don't know that, you, you know, you walk out with some medicine, and then well, you got some right. side effects from that medicine. They say you got a bag. And well, Mr. Arthur, that is that is precisely why, before you put a person on blood pressure medication, you need to have a seven days twice a day in the morning, sometimes midday, sometimes eight, nighttime, yeah, standing, sitting, uh, sit, lie down, stand up, uh, sit on the side of the bed, three different readings of your blood pressure for an entire week so that you can see away from the doctor what your blood pressure is doing before you even consider putting a person on blood pressure medication. You know, if the doctor don't tell you about exercise or or diet, if they don't tell you about that first before they start talking about medicine, they just sell in medicine. Well, here's mm-hmm. the deal also. Nurses are taught to teach. That's why my number one mantra in every campaign I ever went, ran was education is the key. It's the key to yeah. everything. 
And so physicians, I'm talking about physicians versus nurses, are trained and taught to educate patients, teach them all these different things. The physician is going to come in and see you for a few minutes, and then he is gone. He or she is gone. But the nurse is with you all. The nurse spends more time with you than the physician does. And that's why in my in every course, in, from my bachelor's degree in nursing to my master's degree in nursing to my doctorate degree in nursing, all of it was teach, teach, teach the patient. Always teach the patient. Take a few minutes. Teach the patient. Tell them about uh, their diagnosis and what to expect and how to eat and all of those kinds of things. That's one of the main things that was in every curriculum that I have. But I, I, I want to let's go back to to talking a little bit about the, the a little bit more about the Haitians and the deportation. And so what what what's the secretary? The, uh, let me see. He's the uh, the DHS secretary, I think. That I was reading this article, and he was talking about the Haitians, and he said that someone misdirected. Uh, the people of, of Haiti telling them that the Biden was going to let them, to get, the Biden administration was just going to let them uh, just come on across the border. Now, I, do you guys remember uh, the big thing about uh, Trump separating uh, kids from parents? Uh, and some, yeah. Some of the parents, yeah, remember some parents, Mexicans got sent back to Mexico and the children remained here and, and they didn't know where their kids were and, and uh, it was all in Dallas. They were trying they were to Dallas. connect. They were trying. Yeah, they were. They were well, two thousand of them were in Dallas, but they. But what I'm saying, they didn't know where their parents were, so they were trying to connect them with people uh, who were in America that may have been related to them. And my point that I am making is that the adult, that the children that were at the border uh, were were brought on in because we know there's tons of them still, but the parents and the older people of certain ages were sent back uh, to Mexico. So I want, what, I, what I want to see is, is, of course, black people are not going to release their children to anybody. You know, they're not no. going to say, even, right. in da- even in a dangerous thing, they're going to keep their children with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yes, that's that's true. Kind of a couple of them had some babies, Sherry. What's going to happen with the babies? The, sure the ones, a couple had some babies over there. What's going to happen with them babies? They're going to send I, the babies back to Haiti, too. They're going to say, well, these parents are going to pretty much keep their children with them, is my point. That yeah, I they're think. not going to separate. Uh, right. they're, not, they're not going to separate from their, their children. They're going to take their children right on back on that airplane. Uh, so, we're not gonna, hey, uh, hey. so we're not going to have no Julian Gonzalez? Probably not. No, I don't remember Julian Gonzalez. No, my point so. is that, go ahead. I think you were trying to say something. Were you Pastor Cooper trying no, to say something? No, that's Sir. Dr. Hagen. Uh, uh, Hagen. Yo, oh, Hagen. Hagen. No, uh, you know, that was my point before. If you're going to send them back to Haiti, what are you sending them back to? You know, how are you helping them on that end? You know, I'm, you know, the, the, some of the statement made by some of these officials, I think, just, you know, just, just amazing. You just, just confirm that our leadership mm-hmm. probably had it. You know, like I said earlier, if we had not turned our back on Haiti, Haiti would have been a place that people want to go vacation. They want to go vacation to versus some of these mm-hmm. other foreign mm-hmm. lands. Beautiful. You know, if, 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 if we had worked with Haiti, 
Haiti could have the best healthcare system in this in this country, which Cuba did for quite a while. But we didn't do that. So therefore, you're talking about sending them back to a country that you turned your back on, and you consistently turn your back on. And if, if, if the mm-hmm. ideal situation, if you, if, you, if America had done what it had, well, we don't say that. Down through the years, sure they wouldn't they wouldn't even leave Haiti. You know, if, right. <laughs> any person, any person, you know, recognizing what you and what America really stands for, we can talk about health care mm-hmm. early in America. If Haiti had the right type system, no blight would want to leave America and come to health care. And, and experience you know, the disparity that we, that, we, that we live in here with. So what plans they have to read, to develop Haiti? Hey, I know they're in the midst of uh, earthquakes and all that, but what are we doing mm-hmm. to help them? Re, uh, revamp the country down there. The last time they revamped the country after that other earthquake, you know, it, it was just a big rip up, and, and see, that's the and see, that's the big problem. See, like when that, like again, yeah. it's a whole it's a whole rip off system, you know, that that goes from the United States to Haiti. Amen. So that's somebody's thing. That's somebody's thing. Because if it wasn't somebody's thing, you could be fixed by now. You know, and so, uh, you know, and, and I think that's the reason that Bush didn't win in there. I think that they didn't want to play that. They want to probably develop themselves and do their own thing, and they probably said, hey, okay, well, bye. You know, so I'm just saying. But go ahead. Well, well I, and I want to say this, that it just, when money passes from America into, say, these countries, other countries where they're supposed to be helping the people, sometimes the people – it's just like here in America, the money that's being pushed out there, the CARES Act money, uh, all the money that came from Washington, D.C. down uh, into the states. Um, people call me every day almost saying, I'm getting ready to be evicted. I know there's money down here. Where is the money? And, mm-hmm. and the one thing I can tell you unequivocally, and I, I just cover an area that has 15,000, 20,000 people. Can you imagine trying to cover the whole 50 states in the union and, and the people that are supposed to be at the top of the chain? That's why we need people like uh, Pastor Cooper at the top of the chain in, in states throughout the union because there's no way that even the administration of the president of the United States cannot keep up with what is going on across the nation, even though the book stops there. But I can't keep up with 20,000 people and all the things that go on and the calls and the phone calls that I get every single day. So I think about what and how they can control all over the world. America is looked at as the wealthiest country in the world, which we are. We're looked at as we're supposed to let everybody come if they can. I mean, there's 15,000 people. I, I used to be stationed in Del Rio, Texas, when the war, when 9-11 hit, the very first uh, duty after the war that I had was to guard the border down in Mexico and Del Rio, Texas. You know, there's an uh, wow. uh, there's an Air Force base Air down, Air in Air. down there. And, yeah. Yeah, right. So, so that was our job now and i know i know that bridge very well there's 15,000 people underneath that bridge now mm. what would you do as a leader and each one i, I asked the question of each one and hey, asked myself what hey, would you know i maybe we ought to take a trip down there you, you need to go down you, there for what you know, you know, 
Huh? I'd, I'd ask the question, what's on, what's, on there, what's, on the military, what's on the what's on the military base down there? Is it still operational Air Force Base? You know, I'm not sure, uh, Dr. Hagney. I think it's still in existence. I have to I have to look it up and so see if it's still in. And it's not in the building. It's not that large of a military installation. As a matter of fact, we it was not enough space for us to live on. The, we had to live in different housing. Uh, down we, there because we, there was we, 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 room. Go ahead. Sure, sure. We go to, sure, sure. We go down. Look at we go down and observe. I mean, that's what I mean. What Ted well, Cruz them do? I'm, I'm yeah. going far because can you imagine? Can you imagine the COVID that's floating around down in oh, there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm yeah. observing from afar. Yeah. 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 Well, well yeah, they get, they're putting them on they're putting them on airplanes and sending them back to Haiti and a and a and well, Amer- and Amer- uh, Germany and, and Europe. That's that's well, now they ask another question. Are they vaccinating them before they put them on the airplane? Well, I know they're testing them, but I, I, I that would be a, that's a good question. I know they're testing them, uh, giving them po- yeah. finding out if they're positive or not. That's why we need to go that down. Be, that's why we need to go down. Well, you see, I don't you know can find out without going down there. I know they. <laughs> If they give us the right kind of money, if they give us the right kind of money, we'll go down and solve that problem for them in a week. Get rid of all those people who be doing, still be taking care of things down there. Give us a million dollars. I want I want the people in America to get the money that they that's been promised to them that those that are trying to uh, get well, put out of their house right here in Tyler Texas in Smith County I well, want them to get, they're having a difficult time getting that CARES Act money that Biden's administration sent down to all the states in the union. Well, see, that's right. now we need that octopus. We need that octopus. We need that octopus now. Need to ask the bus again? I don't understand. If you stick a leg, that octopus can also turn on you. Yeah, octopus can turn on you. <laughs> we talk about we talk about attacking all the legs, and that's what that's what that's what's happening to us now. The octopus is turning on us, and we don't know how to handle them because we we'll hold on to one leg. We didn't realize the other leg was attacked us. Tell us what to do. Tell us what to do, Doc. I tell you, give me a, tell give me a, I'm a, I need a choice for this. So I give, give me two million dollars. I give you an answer. Now, you, you get, first of all, you have to go. You talking about a, Dr. Hagner, you talking about a congressional act that has to go through the Congress in order to do that. Oh, yeah, that's and two years. You know how much time it takes. Well, that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. You would have you would have Americans off the chain saying we can't get help here in America and you want to give oh, yeah, two million yeah. dollars to vaccinate tell you tear you Well, up. you know, they they're not doing that for the people they're not vaccinating in America. But, yeah, 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 you know, that's that divide and conquer argument in the first place. That's right. 
They ain't doing it for you. Look here. Look here. They ain't doing it for you now, no way. They ain't exactly. doing it for you. And that's your problem. Exactly. And the reason they ain't doing it for you ain't got nothing to do with them people over there. That's a whole other batch of money that they, you know, right. play around with and, and, and you know, spend. And uh, you know, so, you know, it's just supposed to be doing the same way. I'm going to Google this. Ms. Rihanna is not here to Google. So I'm going to Google and see how much money uh, our budget sends to, hate, to Haiti. You guys keep speaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and do it over the years, and do it by years. Ever since, go back in history and over the years of time, and see how much money yeah. we spent, and also track it down. Where did it go to? I, 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 I think I think I think you had to get like IMF funds or something like that. I don't think I don't think I don't think we give nothing directly. You know, if you can find uh, something where we give them something, I'd be surprised. But I think they get like mm. IMF funds or something like that, you know. Oh wow, world, that'd be world embarrassment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be embarrassment. So, well, like, well, you know, you gotta understand that, uh, you know, we exported racism throughout South America, so it's that's still true. in place. All, yes. all that's still in place, you know. You, you know, yes. the majority of the folks in South America are are, are people of color, are black folks actually. Yes. But you know, but you don't yes. see them because America established that that, that light skin hierarchy is for leadership and all that stuff. So that's still being that's still being in play right now. That's being played out in all them countries. Like Honduras, all them black folks in Honduras. But if you see them on TV, you don't see no black folks in Honduras. When we were immunizing, when we were immunizing kids in Honduras, the bulk of the, the kids that we saw were um, uh, spoke Spanish. That's who that's who we saw. We didn't see. I mm-hmm. mean, the, of course, there's 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 black folk in every ethnicity and every group all over all over the world. All, right? you know, yeah. South America, plenty, the majority. <clears throat> you know, but basically, like like I say, you know, you know, it's a doc is a huge problem. So you know, again, you know, we, we have to occupy. We got to be able to do. We, we got to be able to do more than one thing at a time, you know. And right. so you know, but you know, but don't let look. Don't let folks get you caught up in that economic argument about. Well, if you're gonna do, you can't do nothing. You ain't. Do, you know, that's that's divide and conquer. That's the divide and conquer strategy. I'm telling you, that's all it is. Okay, so we because, said, because it don't make 20, no economic sense. In 2020, the International Development Association uh, for Haiti for Haitian received. $260 million in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Eli Musk spent more on that going to space. Yeah. But that's for the betterment of mankind. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, yeah, his mankind. Yeah, you got my sarcasm <laughs> in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> betterment. We we all better for it now. Don't you feel better now that Elon Musk is? Yeah, yeah, now that Elon. Yeah, and that, and I feel better. <laughs> they do whatever they want to do, except, be- except to include not paying taxes first. Anyway, right. Like I say when two people, hey, look here, when two, when when two, when, when two, when two multi-billionaires own more wealth than than forty percent of the population, something wrong with that. Right. Something wrong with that. And, and they celebrate. You know? it. And they celebrate. It. Yeah, yeah, something wrong with that. You know, it, well, did, did you guys know that, that Haiti used to used to be? It says when was Haiti the richest country in the world? Haiti 
is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere, but its culture and history are undeniably rich. Under French rule in the 1700s, Haiti was the wealthiest colony in the New World and represented more than a quarter of France's economy. Used to be lots of men. And it's a beautiful, I mean, I was just looking at the pictures. Uh, Beautiful Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. So, you know, I received that all day What you sent out Dr. McKellar I received that all day right. it's, on, it's on my Instagram, Facebook, everywhere sure. And uh, sure. you know you see the, the ports uh, the, the big cruise ship companies Are building ports of interest In Bahamas and places like that They need right. to do the same thing in Haiti And, and so instead of just yeah. throwing money at them They need to create again, right. economics Which is teach on them, our platform, to, our, our table Exactly Teach them how to fish yeah. But see that's always teach been America fish, but see, that's always been America's fear. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, when he showed up with his own table, Mike uh, George Bush and, and Colin Powell, and we kicked him out. He he had he had his own table. Nobody wants you to show up at your own table, and we're going to show up at our oh, table no. in Austin, Texas. There you go. Oh well, when I ain't from out of Eddie, Eddie, we ain't in Haiti. We in Texas. Not now, Texas trying to turn yeah, into Haiti, but we don't let them do that. Oh, We're not letting them do it. That's what I'm saying. We, we have to have the right representation in Austin, Texas. So I guess my question would be, and Dr. Dr. Hackney kind of said what he would do, he would go down there and immunize everybody and then send them back, I guess. That's what oh, yeah. he would do. He said, hell yeah. Well, see. Go ahead, Dr. Hackney. Yeah, we need to develop the virus. Exactly. We need to give a shot. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. So therefore, therefore to, so, so therefore, too, if you have individuals, you can immunize, you can immunize, and you don't, and you send them another part of the world, all you're doing is, I'm just, you know, how many people might, I know they're supposed to be testing them, but, you know, what, you missed the opportunity to get ahead of the virus on the plane. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this. So are you gonna what what which one of your shots are you gonna give to them? Because if you're gonna give them if you're gonna give them Moderna or Pfizer Johnson Johnson. Very high Johnson Johnson. You have to give them that what? because you can't give them a second shot, right? You're not gonna be able to well, give no, them a second shot. That's that's Johnson why this is Johnson. Global, no, this is why this is a global issue. So were you always, were you sending them to the next space? You should make sure they can get the second shot, whichever one. Were you sending them? How are you going to make sure of that? Well, no, they're going to England. They're going, if, if they're going to England, Paris or France or France or England, whatever, you know what the next shot to give them. Where you sending them to? That's just like sending a person from Houston to Dallas or moving across America. How did you get from France to Mexico? How did you get from France to Mexico? Somebody tell me how they got they from had, France to Mexico. Because they had money. Because they were these were working people that have money. They uh, they worked on oh, jobs. Oh, okay. And they were looking. Okay. okay. And they, yes, and they these were looking for. Then they've been working in Mexico. They haven't been just right. down the Florida. They've been they living and working there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the Mexicans, the, the Mexican government, trying to get rid of them, huh? Oh, okay. I see what's going on. They they saw that. Well, they were told that the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. 
that's going to allow them to come over into the country. And that's what the Secretary of State was saying, that they were mis- misguided and misdirected because they sent in. But, but they told the Mexicans the same thing. They told them the same that's thing as so what they're supposed to be right. about. But they sent, the they, sent the, they sent the parents back, but they kept the children. They didn't send the children back. No, no. You saying that Biden has sent you? You saying that Biden has sent some some parents back? Plenty of parents right here in Texas been sent back down there. You, I know you've been keeping up with it. That's why we ended up with all these children here with no parents. The parents got sent back. No, no, that was under no, that was under Trump. No, that was under Trump. The Biden, Biden focus and stopped all that. I, the separation of them. That's what I'm saying. That's how we ended up with all of these kids that were separated from their parents because, right. because keep in mind, how long has Biden been in and how long have we had these kids? And you had 2,000 well, there in well, the point I'm trying to make is, the point I'm trying to make is that, is that, okay, they down there because they, somebody told them Biden said they could come in. Well, what I'm saying is exactly. that, is that they told the Mexican the same thing ever since, you know, ever since it started. I mean, ever since he got in the office, they said the same thing to them. So I'm saying, What's different about them saying to the Haitians? That they said the same thing. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding what you're saying about you talking about since Biden uh, got I'm, in office, he told the he told the Hispanics that they no, could I'm come. Saying, I'm saying I, I, I'm saying the rationale. They saying, well, okay, well, why are those Haitians down there? They saying, well, because they were told that Biden was going to let them in, and I'm saying that I'm saying that they've been out there ever since Biden took office. Because they was telling, you remember Kamala Harris went and told them don't come. Remember she went and told them don't come. Oh, I, I, because yeah. you know they were telling people to come, to come here because they get in. So I'm saying, so now they saying, well, why the Haitians that? Well, you know, they told them, you know, they were told that Biden gonna let them in. Well, I'm just saying that that's you know that's nothing that's nothing distinctive between mm-hmm. what, what was said back the in Hispanic January the, and what's Hispanic being said now. Around. And I'm just saying, what makes it different with them? The Hispanics turned around as well. No, what I'm saying to you, Hispanics got turned around as well. They didn't get. They didn't get. Uh, plenty of them did not get a chance to cross over. And that's what I think. That's the point that we are missing is that, just like the Haitians got turned around, they're they're in different areas. The the Haitians are down there and, in Del Rio. Some of these other people have been in other parts of the border. And they're giving and they're giving and Biden's catching some political flag because. He hasn't overturned that Trump policy of refusing to let him in because of COVID. He's using he Biden is using Trump's COVID policy. So you know, so when Doc said he'd go down there and vaccinate them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh-uh, uh, they were, you know, no, you couldn't get down there, Doc, because because uh, you know, like, they ain't gonna let him in if you vaccinate. No, that's why they won't let him vaccinate because they use an excuse to keep him mm-hmm. out. Yeah, because because they, because they, all they gotta they, do all they gotta do is just if they want to be humane, go down and vaccinate yeah. them, and then right. send them through the system like you do everybody else. That's what you do. Exactly. But no, they down exactly. there with planes, flying them out, exactly. flying them out, got exactly. horses so rounding them up like they uh, yeah. like they wild stallions. That's yeah. the problem. Really? Yeah. That's the problem I have yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and we and we're looking at it. We're seeing it. The, the system yeah. is broke. It's, it's it, broken. It is broken. And, uh, yes. Yeah, it's broken, and, and we have to work on that. And uh, when I was down, I think it was Matamoros, and we had over three thousand people before COVID, and I, was, I went across the border and I listened to folks. They said, "Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you know, 
you're a candidate for this and that. Go across the border with just your driver's license. I don't recommend that. <laughs> I'm a no, no. Not a good <laughs> don't idea. do that ever again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I've, I've had that chance, like uh, Brother Arthur was saying, to observe. I had 3,000. We were right there, and we watched them wash the clothing. Uh, they were taking care of their family. Uh, they right. were buying uh, the the phones to where they were applying for jobs in the United States over the phone online. Uh, they had a place where everyone, all the young men had haircuts. They had school going on. They had cooking. They had, no one went without food. I mean, it was just incredible why wouldn't you want someone that's capable of working and, and desire to work and they clean they would sweep the dirt let me say that again they would sweep the, the dirt was had been swept so much to where the loose gravel was now gone it was padded concrete almost uh in the areas that mm-hmm. they were camping out uh and they they would not say the name of the drug lords i forget the name of them but anyway they would put the bicycle ramps in the front of the camp so it make noise because they would come in at nighttime and try to steal the young boys and girls at yeah. nighttime. So the, the, been there, done that. So uh, yeah. we need a, it is a broken system, and we need to work with the federal government because Texas cannot do it alone. I heard uh, our, our uh, host, uh, Dr. McKellar, ask the question, what would we do? And I'm telling you what we would do. We would get with our vice president, our first African-American female uh, vice president, and get with her, 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 her our, 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 our black female uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, we would get with her and make sure that we get federal funding along with state funding. And we have over a 1,000 Border Patrol uh, that's needed. Uh, we need feet on the ground, boots on the ground. Uh, you know, a, a fence cannot monitor our border. That's a waste of money, waste of time. I don't care if we spend $2 on it, we're throwing it away. That's money we can use on education. So we need boots on the ground. We need to do it with kind hearts, good hearts. It's just like good policing. Uh, uh, a horse and a whip is not good policing. Uh, if you break the law, great. We, we need to uh, uh, incarcerate you and, and let you have uh, your day in court, but we need to do it the proper way. Okay. All right. Mr. Arthur, I believe you're on mute. I heard you. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. And I'm, I'm still I'm and I'm talking about, okay, so that's a big job to set up a place for 15,000 people. I don't care what ethnic group that you are. 15,000 people, who's going to, where's the money coming from to feed them? They don't have any money out there. They're walking across the river uh, and with whatever they brought uh, with them. They've used up most everything that they had. So this America. Where are we gonna play? What where are we gonna This is America. This America. I know what I know. I know we're so generous and kind. This this is Texas. Let's face it, this is Texas and that's where they are. They're in and, and I don't know how many of you guys have been to Del Rio, Texas, but it's about as big as my hand. Uh and so uh <laughs> so once once again once again I said we didn't even we couldn't even stay on the military installation. There was not enough space for us who were deployed there. So therefore we had to find they had to find other quarters for us to live in and we would went cross that border every day over in New Mexico to make sure that everything there was no funny business going on around that border. So fifteen thousand people 
where are we going to put them? Well, you know, uh, one, one thing they one, one thing they do have down there, they have space. They have space. They have space, so that you can place them over here on them, not put them in the town. That I don't understand, America, and you know, and you have all that space, and you have no you have no plan to house only fifteen thousand people. I mean, well, uh, that, you know, you look the space. Money. The space is okay. The space is up and down that border. That's le- that's going. That it's long, empty highway from Del Rio, and then there's other little cities along the way, all the way into uh, San Antonio. I think it's so, 10. I think it's 10 I drove through there. I think it's Interstate 10, I think, run through there and go all the way up to El Paso and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, we are, yeah. again, we're the richest, we're, we're the richest country. It's, not a, big, we're it's rich, not a big city. Yeah, we're, we're the richest country in the world. We're, we're the richest country in the world. We can't, we can't take out, if we had all the space, not in the town. You're the richest nation in the world, and you're having problems housing 30,000 people in all of space. Texas is a big old state and all that space down there. We talking about wheel, not skill. <laughs> That's right. Well, you're right about that. How much money going to cost fly in where are they flying them? They could be building a city on this side of the border, but that's not the, that's not the, that's not the issue. They just don't want to yeah, cross the Del Rio, Del Rio, Texas consists of 20 square miles. That's how large Del Rio, Texas is. What's that? What I thought of, what, what, what about the county? I don't know about the county. Well, then the next city, the next town is, which is Eagle Pass and then uh, Val Verde and then Laredo and then, but Laredo is like 90 miles from, you're getting on mm-hmm. into, uh, you're getting on. You know, well, you know what you, you, know what you, you, know what you do? You, you so divide like the group a, up. It's like it's 152 miles uh, from mm-hmm. uh, San Antonio. I used to have to drive that, that long that thing. Yeah, that's a long With all those I cities. It, I think it's 10 running through there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, no, I also. think it's all, it jumps off of, yeah, I, I don't know. There. I can't remember. I can't remember. Go ahead. But the land that Dr. Hagney is speaking of, the land Dr. Hagney is speaking of is on I-10 from San Antonio to El Paso. There's cheap land for sale that the state of Texas actually own and build a city uh, of temporary uh, quarters until you give them that they in court, you get the green card, come citizens, exactly. and things like that. But exactly. Right now, they're not even doing that. They weren't doing it back then. It's been my two years since I've been at the border. No, and, they were. Uh, but they, were lie. they were not doing it. They were not doing it. The courts, they said they would be in court, and they would, the court, the, the judge doesn't even show up. It's like a circuit judge. They use different ones to come through. And, and they say, well, lights on. We're going to have our day in court. And they go three or four months. And then and right now, it'll be next January almost because they use the excuse that, oh, Halloween's coming up. It's a holiday. Uh, November, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's a holiday. Christmas coming up. And then New Year's, and then it starts over in the spring. Back, back. We'll, we'll check this out. They're, they're, oh, they got fifteen. They got fifteen thousand people under the bridge. Uh, Del Rio, Texas, got thirty-five thousand people that live there. Well, that's, that's, back in, that's back in George Roy Bean days, traveling judge. You know, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but you, you know, this, this, this is amazing. There. We're talking. This is amazing. We're talking about America. Uh, it, it just, it's just a tent. Yeah, we were in some other country. America, there was a tent. 
I wonder if somebody told him where Del Rio was before they sent him there. They must didn't know where they was going. They probably did. Well, how are you wind up in Del Rio? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Hey, I'm just saying. Somebody, they somebody, somebody made a lot of money. Look at, look at, somebody ran around another one of them scams and they made a lot of money. Out of the people. Because there's only 15,000 people in Del Rio. Well, there's nothing there. They don't want to go there. Not, nobody wants to go there. Everybody that knows about it don't want to go. Mm. Yeah, I know that's what I'm trying to say. You know, how did does, how them Haitians wind up there? That just seems so odd to me that they wind up in Del Rio of all places. They, That's all I'm saying. They were funded and, and, and flown in and dropped off. It was a setup. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. I, I mean, again, I, <laughs> because I'm just, trying to get Austin's all screwed up again. <laughs> a, a lot, a lot of them were in places like they were in places like Cancun. Uh, I mean, they were in nice, living in nice cities and working there. They've been doing that for a lot of years now. When I was at the border, uh, Pastor Cooper, they're, they're actually, I, I said in the courtroom, they were actually in an actual physical courtroom. Uh, they tried to keep us out of the courtroom. There was a lot of, that was probably about 3,000 of us down there that day. Uh, we even had people from Washington, D.C. that came in. And, uh, and so they tried to keep us out of the courtroom. And so they brought these people wow. in in chains. And then their children were sitting wow. there. Urban them in chains, yeah, in chains. So they let they let about fifteen of us get in the courtroom, and I happened to be one of those that was able to get into into the courtroom. And uh, wow. and so well, they were they, I, I so they sent them a... they dumped them right back into Mexico uh, uh, and sent them in chains back to some of them they sent back to jail, and then some of them they uh, deported back to Mexico. But the kids were left in America. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying it. So it was so many when I was down, and uh, that they had uh, erected tents uh, to have court, but no one was in the tents when when I when I showed up. It was only a handful of us when I went down. Right. Yeah, and so they they put on a show for you guys. They they, they did nothing oh, for us. They they, they yeah, everything that, was on see, lockdown was when on, we got down. That was the on that was the onset of all of this happening. Uh, when we first right. went down. That's why yeah. so many people from all across America, from everywhere, that we, we carried a bus load down there. Wow. Mm. It's interesting. Well. <laughs> so I just well, thought I'd challenge our minds to see what what we what we would do. Uh, like I said, we stayed in we stayed in a little three star hotel with much wasn't much to it, but we didn't. Uh, we were there to sleep, and then we were working long hours during the course of the daytime, and so uh, that's that's the way it was at that time when I was stationed there. And that was in two thousand, what two thousand and three, two thousand and well, it was two thousand and two that I was stationed there because I was deployed overseas for the war in two thousand and three. But two thousand, right after nine eleven hit, uh, that's when we got mm. sent down there. 
Okay. Well, well. That's, that's that. But we, we take all of us to help to solve the, the problems uh, of, of of this this nation, this country. And we know we know how Texans think. And well, what George Floyd Act? Well, what George Floyd Act, Shirley? What about? Uh, could you tell me what the George Floyd Act is? I'm, I'm still looking for it. I'm still waiting. I'm still doing. <laughs> still waiting on that. <laughs> there yeah. was a big, big discussion about that down in um, in Houston this past week in regards to uh, naming the the football stadium after uh, George Floyd. Uh, do you mm-hmm. remember that? Ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Arthur and, and Dr. Hackney, I don't know if you uh, was. Tra- I've been tracking that. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the article that no, they sent me out. Was it? Mm-hmm, the, it's always. You know, America. You, you know, you know, sure. America is good at doing what. You know, more country boy. And their thing is you know, called jackrabbit star. I don't know if you went jackrabbit hunting, but. The, but when you but no. the jackrabbit, like he take off, you know, he takes off fast. I mean, he be hitting it, and then that's about, a, I guess, about hundred yards. You know, he stopped. And that's kind of okay. way, and that's kind of way America, you know, operate with, you know, with black folks stuff. They take off real fast, like George Floyd act. Oh, he yeah, was rolling, you know. Okay. And somewhere along the way, it just stopped. Okay. You know, and you know, same thing the voting rights thing. You know, where's right. that at? Right. You know, look, we're trying to stop that. Uh, you know, so basically, you know, that's just America's thing. You know, they they'll you know they'll they'll show their morality. They'll put it on their quote sleeve, and you know this and that. And then once the catharsis is over, the emotional catharsis, they just go back to doing what they was doing. And so we need to break that cycle. That cycle that needs to be broke right there. Yeah. I tell you what, we're we're in a pickle uh, in in this nation, is in every direction. There's there's a pandemic every everywhere. I mean, you know, people people are troubled. People uh, are saying, you know, what's going to happen uh, to us? We we don't know what's going to happen with our children. We we don't know what's going to happen with us with employment. Uh, you know, people are dying. Our family members are dying uh, every day, and we, we just don't know which direction uh, to go in and, and turn to, and, and who's going to help us. You know, and just all of these questions. Well, well, well now, Ada here, don't include me in there, because be, I know where I'm going. I know who's going to help me, and I know what I'm going to do. So, okay, go ahead. So I'm not with that. <laughs> I ain't with that crew. No, I'm not, not with that, that crew. They, they, I'm not with that crew. Well, these are these are people, Mr. Arthur, that that look to their leaders and their elected officials uh, for a voice, for guidance, and for direction. I mean, all of us on this on this uh, network uh, know know what we know where we want to go, and and we pretty much know how to get to where we need to be. Uh, if you ask any one of us, we can lay out. Uh, well, we heard Dr. Hagney said, this is what I would do if I could get $2 million uh, so that I can make sure that these people are protected and this and that and the other. But, but a lot of people don't have that, uh, let me say, I, I don't want to sound like we're speaking down to anybody, uh, you know, but uh, maybe they're dealing with 
uh, kitchen table issues or trying to put food on the table and take care of their kids and put clothes on their back, that they, they don't have time to, to sit down and itemize and outline uh, what they need to do well, in order well, to stay out there. Well, I guess what I'm saying, well, I guess what I'm saying is, that, is that the people that spit in the way you do, and it's a lot of them, but, they, you know, but that's a minority group. And, and, and you know, like the Bible say, you know, the poor, they'll always be with us. You know, well, right. those folks that you're talking about, they will always be with us. They'll always be with us. Those, and the, some of the, them are you not believers, believers, but believers. Now, I'm talking about, I'm talking about leadership now. Uh, you know, oh, okay. uh, you know, as far as, yeah, you know, you know, you know, that's what the leadership supposed to be doing. It's supposed exactly. to be leading those folks that don't know exactly. what to do. And that's what they have that. You have all that. And that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying to you. That's what Michael Cooper is going to be. That's what Michael Cooper is going to be doing when he becomes governor. And and, exactly. and, and, and and we can't put all of that work on uh, Pastor Michael Cooper. It takes uh, Arthur Flemings. It takes uh, Dr. Yeah. Richard Hagney. It takes Shirley McKellar. It takes all of yeah. us working to help to make sure that we don't overwhelm uh, Pastor Cooper when he becomes the governor of Texas. He needs mm-hmm. a great group of people working to help to carry out these missions because that's what exactly. I say. Pastor Cooper cannot be, he can't be everywhere. So therefore, mm-hmm. he he's down in Austin, he's depending on us out here in East Texas and West Texas and North Texas and East Texas to carry North out Texas. the mission, his mission. Right. That's the same thing with Biden. That's the same thing with Kamala Harris. That's the same thing with all elected officials everywhere. It takes all of us working together as a team, and we don't have that. We don't have mm-hmm. all of us working together as a team, and that's why mm-hmm. we're divided. That's why you have right. half of people sitting over here in school board tonight with masks on and half over here sitting with no mask saying, I don't want any mask in my public schools. I don't want my kids to have to go to school to wear a mask. They don't need to have to be saddled down with that. They're not getting sick. They're fine, which is not true. They are getting sick. They are getting, they are getting COVID. That's why 25 school districts shut down in East Texas. So, And in the background, Shirley, and in the background, it's a lot of folks making money off of that whole misdirection yep. thing. They they they, mm-hmm. they even got they they even got folks. Look, they 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 found like through you know social media service and was, that there's mm-hmm. groups targeting African American and Hispanic yes, communities sir. with misinformation. Yeah, yes, it's money being yep. made off this thing. So it ain't yep. like folks yes, just sir. mad each other. It's a reason why they mad each other, and folks are making money off of it. That's why I say we got to go into the education thing about home. You know, we got to do our own education thing. We can't just sit back. We know they're doing that. You know, 100%. and the Democratic Party, they just seem like, you know, I don't know, you know they kind of la-la land, too, to me. But anyway, yeah. uh, uh, you know, but, 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 but we need to start educating. Uh, and I'm talking about the NAACP in particular. And not only that, I don't, I don't want us to broad brush everybody that is in the Democratic Party. All of us are yeah. on night or in the Democratic Party, but you just put us all lumped us. And everybody is not. <laughs> no, I didn't say we. I, I didn't say we did. No, That's no, you we, said the Democratic Party. No, you just said the Democratic Party. So that meant. Oh, 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 well, I was about to look here. Look, 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 look here. As far as messaging, look here. As far as messaging, as far as messaging on 
on these issues, they are absolutely yeah. terrible. You know, where's yeah. where the Democratic Party's Frank right. Luntz? No, I mean they got a Republican got a Frank Luntz. He go in a room, he come up with stuff. Hey, this is what y'all need to say, you know, for messaging. The Democratic Party, they just no, but I want the Democratic Party to tell the truth. And so that rascal that you just mentioned, he ain't telling the truth. No, 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 no. I didn't say no. Here, here, you can message the truth. You know, just because he was using it lying, I didn't say use it like he used it. I said messaging, messaging the truth, you know, and we don't do it. And I'm just saying it, and just a fact, you know, they talk about it every Sunday, about what a poor job the party does. Oh, I know that. I hear it. And I agree with that part. I agree with that part. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. I'm saying they do a poor job in messaging. Just message the truth. Well, they need, they you know, need we had Mr. Weiner. You know, had Weiner. You know, had Weiner. You remember the Anthony Weiner guy? I mean, we had him. Oh, of and course. And he was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like though Anthony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people like you know, him. He was that. He, he was the only. Like, he was the only Democrat that could really go and pop him, and they holler, right? And then, and then, and then they get rid of Anthony. There's just Anthony gone. We ain't had nothing to replace him. That's all I'm saying. Set him up. Set him up, Doc. Set him up. <laughs> Found his weakness. Found his weakness. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they oh, found boy. his weakness. Yeah, you, 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 we have heard nothing, nothing about him since, have we? No, no. I guess I, I, I I guess I think I, I think that I think that name prevented him from coming from making a comeback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The name didn't help. Yeah, didn't mean, help. Nothing. Yeah. Didn't help. What he was doing didn't help him at all. No. No. Sex <laughs> 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 He wrote a letter. He, he said he, he didn't mean it. He said he was sorry. He didn't mean it. He wrote a letter. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Right. Too late. Anyway, well, 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 look, I guess all I'm saying, look, all I'm saying is that 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 I would like to see the Democratic Party have a more focused response to basic issues, and 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 and, and I wish we had somebody uh, that actually you know did that and it was good at that. But but I don't think you know you know we the Democratic Party is not organized like that. I think that's why you know they don't you know you can't respond to stuff. It's just like you know we're still pretending that Republicans got good sense. Right, <laughs> you know, Democrats still acting like Republicans who, 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 who's, who's and we know they ain't got good sense. Tell me, no, tell me who's who they know. Nah. <laughs> come on, come on, <laughs> no, I don't think there's anybody <laughs> pretending that there's something raggedy wrong with us. That, that's what we're pretending. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a swamp. Plan to sell you over in Haiti. <laughs> you <want to> buy <laughs> well, when Patrick when when Patrick becomes governor of Texas, uh, we'll, we'll work with him on a complete plan to improve the healthcare system in exactly. Texas. Exactly. There you right. go. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, oh, he, it, uh, he can use. It. Oh yes, you get uh, governor Patrick Cooper. Don't worry. we'll we'll help you with the healthcare system in Texas. Absolutely. We will know. You know, for sure. Oh, oh! For example, there was a young lady called me from one of the agencies there in Austin. She's very concerned uh-huh. because the uh, 
I think the Medi- let me see, the Medicaid uh, recipients are not being counted in the uh, in the vaccination numbers. Just oh, break down the numbers. For some wow. reason, a lot of the Medicaid. So I'm just and that was a question. So I don't know if that's true or not. Whatever like that. But that's why I said a whole system needs to be you know be looked at. But apparently, the recipients are not actually in the immunization. I don't know how they're missing them or whatever, whatever. But we need to look at that across the board. Wow. Very good. Well, Pastor Cooper, I want you to change that ideology that Texas is a country of its own. We're not a country. No. We're a state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're a state. And and that's the reason why we have problems with ERCOT, because uh, we try to stand alone and not uh, Mm -hmm. regulated by the federal government. And, and I say exactly. why be regulated by a federal government? We we should supersede what the federal government is doing. That's just a guideline. Exactly. Right. Very, very right. good. Very good. Well, guys, we have about 15 minutes left, and I want to officially make the announcement that on uh, on October the 20. Let me let me make sure I have my dates correct. October the 20. Let me see make the announcement that a case of North Delight will be opening on October the <laughs> I can't get this right for I'm for my excitement. I, I'm telling you. We're we're down to the wire. And so October the twenty third is the grand opening and slash um festival for a taste of North Delight our restaurant at 403 West Martin Luther King Boulevard. That's going to kick off at 11 o'clock that morning. Uh, We're going to close up the street right between the Texas African-American Museum and the restaurant, which would allow uh, businesses to set up their tents to advertise uh, because we want to promote the economy, economics, uh, in our community, and uh, anybody that wants to have a table set up there to disperse out their information and everything, it's going to be $35 to set up your table and your tent. Uh, you can set up an entire tent out there, a little uh, uh, one of those little 10 by 10 tents uh, that a lot of people have, a lot of the businesses have. Uh, we're going to invite every single person. I hope that all of you are going to be in the city. We're going to have an NFL football player to come out of uh, – a Florida that's going to build a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, we already uh, earmarked some land that uh, we want him to look at once he comes in. Uh, we have a special guest that's coming in from Florida, coming in from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, coming in out of Dallas, Texas, uh, uh, coming from Beaumont, Texas. Uh, I, I'm throwing my friends all out there as well. Mm-hmm. So we're so oh, excited. Yeah, uh, to uh, absolutely, we're, we're really, really excited. We're moving so right what's along. What's on the menu? What's on the menu? What's on uh, the menu? Yeah, so you're gonna, you're gonna see the menu. The great, we're, we're fine dining. We're fine dining in the evening time. Uh, we're uh, casual dining during the course of the day. You can walk through, order from the menu, or order from our, on, on. Let's see, on. Let me just say on. 
Thursday, we're going to have Taco Tuesday on Thursday. Uh, uh, on Tuesday, we're going to have the load, Loaded Baked Potato Day, where you can take your baked potato and put every kind of meat or any kind of meat that you want on that, along with ordering from the menu if you'd like. Mm. Order from the menu you can. Uh, we're going to have a Wednesday. It's going to be Hot Dog Wednesday. Every kind of uh, sausage there is to that you ever heard of, and with all the trimmings that you can put on to make the fancy hot dogs. Uh, so we're going to have special things during signature things, uh, and these will be signature things that that will be special on the menu. Uh, but yeah, is there going to be is, is there going to be anything on there for the diet conscious? I'm just asking. Absolutely. The vegetarian. Uh, we're going to have stuff for the vegan person. Uh, and, and, and let me just share this with you that the, it's the spices and the preparation of the food. We're going to have good, clean food uh, so that uh, no GMOs and, and uh, all of those kinds of things that make people sick. Uh, we're going to have the, the best spices uh, to be used in preparation of the food so that you'll be able to enjoy the nice, clean, good vegetables uh, in uh, in your daily diet. And you can have those little special things that if you want to, just keep in mind that the preparation and the way these, these things are going to be prepared. And there's going to be some vegan sausages uh, that uh, that are made. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, uh, the, the method in which the Seventh-day Adventists eat and prepare their food. One of the best restaurants that I have ever sat down to was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was run by a Seventh-day Adventist church, and, you know, they don't eat meat, but you can't tell it's not meat uh, when they prepare that food, and that was some of the best foods I have had. It's just plain, simple, well-prepared food, and so, uh, so that's what we're looking to have in this restaurant. So we're really excited about it. Um, that's going to be our ribbon cutting that day. Uh, I think you're going to be very pleased with what you see uh, in this restaurant. We've worked really hard in putting everything all together. So everything is laid all out. We have our utilities on. We have our phone system in. We have our POS system. I mean, we're just getting there. And then on Wednesday, I will go down and present our um, our paperwork to uh, the health department for them to come out to inspect us to give uh, our paperwork that says we're ready to go. Every single person who is a part of this is going has gone through food service, food handling, and all of that, everything, because that was just one of my little requirements is that. Because you never know when you may have to fill in. You as owners may have to fill in to assist and help out if it's no more than taking out the garbage. And so, and making sure the place is kept immaculate and clean. And so, that's where we are with it right now. And I just wanted to share right here with our team to know just exactly where we are. Go ahead, Dr. Agnes. That was the 21st, correct? That was the 23rd. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. That's a a Thursday, right? That's a Thursday? Of course not. No. That's a, of course not. That is a that's a Saturday. What? Well, let me get my calendar. Uh, no, no, don't pull the calendar out because I think Saturday gonna be a twenty third. I think. That's what I said. The twenty third. Oh, you saying twenty? Oh, two, I said, yeah, oh, two three, okay. two three. 
Okay. 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 I was trying to make it not be twenty third. I was trying to make it be the twenty first because. Wow, let's see. Okay, 23rd. Okay, well, I'm going to have to come okay. down and pick up me something and hug you and then come on back because I got, I got oh, a couple of events. Oh, you got something? You, oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, was... Miss Opal, 19th of June, Miss Opal, they're going to be honoring her down in, down in uh, oh. uh, Walks Hatch at the thing. That oh, is, matter of fact, I was going to have Is that, is that uh, where Miss Opal came from? Did she come from Walks Hatch? No, no, she's from Fort Worth. No, 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 she's from Fort Worth. That's what I thought. She, she's from Fort Worth. But I'm saying, you know, but folks are on her, just like, you know, uh, uh, they're going to honor her that afternoon. And then, like, the Alphas, uh, my, my chapters, uh, you know, they're going to honor her at the at the Black and Gold Ball that night. Uh, oh, is your Black and so Gold Ball that night? Okay. Uh-huh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but your thing, yeah, but you, you know, y'all open up at 11. I can come down there and get something. Yeah, we, yeah, it's going to be open house from 11 all the way out. I'm going to take a picture so I can post something. There you go. You know. There you go. From 11 to about 2 o'clock for, uh, for the actually the open house and everything. And then, of course, the restaurant will be open until 10 that night. So that's that. We're just, uh, we're just excited about uh, the prospects of, of that restaurant and what it's going to have to offer. And then, and then to have the football player that says, I want to build a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, in your in your city, he is in. He's got several Dunkin' Donuts uh, places, uh, establishments there in Florida, and so you know Dunkin' Donuts is a very popular franchise. Uh, they're mm-hmm. supposed to have the mm-hmm. best. I'm not a coffee drinker, but they're supposed to have the best coffee in the, in the world, and so uh, so it's going to be nice to have a Dunkin' Donut. We're working to build up the economy in District Three, North Heights. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Tyler, I appreciate you being down there because I tell you, because I've been knowing Tyler for a long time, and I'm just glad you're down there. Uh, you know. Really <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> thank you, Ms. Arthur. And we're excited. <laughs> we're excited to have uh, Pastor Cooper setting up his uh, headquarters down here in East Texas, and we're going to work that like the. Like oh the yes. Play. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> We don't care who's going to make any announcement to run. Uh, it's a free country. Anybody can run. But we're going to be pushing hard. And exactly. I'm, the pres- I'm the president of the East Texas Coalition of Black Democrats. So our mission mm-hmm. and our goal is to get more minorities elected to office. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So, anything else for the evening? Have we covered all the world news of what's going on uh, in, in in our nation? Uh, I tell you, it's it, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. What's the so, young lady uh, that was lost in Florida? Yes. There you go. There you go. Yes. There you go. I think they recovered uh, a body. I don't fact, know if they said it was so. her. Yeah, right. yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. It is. They did say it, it is they definitely her. her. Uh-huh, yeah. And the guy missing. Now, now the fiance is missing. Guy, right? They haven't found the guy. He's missing now. Yes. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. Yeah. That's why, and you they know. They found her quickly. They found her quickly. They found her qu
so they just went straight out there to the uh, park where she where she had everything posted on social media that they were doing great and everything. But, you know, guys, let me tell you, this, the domestic violence is a serious issue in this country, and perhaps we need to talk a little bit about that next uh, next week uh, with this domestic violence because it is very prevalent in our country. And then let me make this announcement as well, guys. Remember, October the 2nd, uh, that Saturday, October the 2nd, is um, is the Women's March all across America, and we're having one right here in Tyler, Texas, the square downtown Tyler. There's been 1,000 women here in East Texas that have signed up uh, to attend wow. the Women's March here in Tyler. Yes, so from 9 until 10 yeah. will be speakers. Um, uh, there's several. Joe Jaworski is supposed to be here. Beto O'Rourke is supposed to be here. Uh, Pastor Cooper, hope maybe you can come. And so, sure. uh, if so, then that when, is when is this? October when is the second, Saturday, October the second. And so we we okay. went and did our city uh, closure and the police. And let me thank the police department. They are working very closely with us on outlining uh, the route. It's already laid out. It costs twenty two hundred dollars to uh, to actually. Uh, to do this because we had to have X amount of police officers and cars to make sure that the women and men, because there are men that have signed up as well, uh, are protected. And so um, so we thank Dr. Nancy Nichols, who actually uh, headed this up. And, uh, and so there it is. So from 9 until 10 will be the speakers. Uh, and then, of course, from 11 until about 11.30 will be um, – will actually be the march. Uh, it won't be quite that long because it's not. It's just a few blocks away from and around uh, the, the downtown area. Uh, but it will take a little bit of time for, to get everybody marching through and, and back to uh, back on the square. And then there will be uh, businesses that have signed up to uh, display their businesses uh, down there. And so there it is. That's what's going on October the 2nd in the nation and then, of course, right here in Tyler, Texas. So, right. if you're in town, you know Ida, absolutely you will be on the agenda to speak. I will open up with uh, the welcome and everything and welcoming people to the city and so forth, and then we have some other speakers that will be speaking. So, so, so it's going to be a women's march, right? Calendar. Women's march. It, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I missed. Let me hear it one at a time. What was that, Pastor Cooper? Uh, what time? I have it on my calendar. I just didn't have the time. Yes, nine, 9 until 10 will be the speakers, and then from okay. 10 until 11.30 will be the march, and it will be gotcha. on the square downtown Tyler. And then, Mr. Arthur, I think you said something, you were saying something as well? No, I'm just, I just want to give you just a, a brief update on the Voting Rights Act. Now, it looks yes, from what please. I can understand, the, the, we're going to get a Voting Rights Act, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's not going to, uh, do too much about that corporate, you know, all that corporate money and stuff. Now they're yes, they're going to do something about you know about the you know ability to vote and all that type of stuff. But they but I think the compromise is going to be they're going to let the corporation keep doing their thing with they you know with their money. You know you don't know who getting it, who giving it and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of okay. I think that would look you know the idea. This is a Joe Manchin special look like. Okay. Joe Manchin special. Good job. Okay. Well, it's 9.58 uh, this evening, and so it's been a great show. We've covered lots of material, and 
and you've given us a lot of food for thought. Uh, we're praying for the people, all of those Haitian people that are under those bridges down there in Del Rio, Texas, and hopefully and prayerfully that the children are being cared for and they're having, they're getting food uh, and, and they're being taken care of. Whatever uh, ends up and happens within us, they end up back in their country, back in Europe, uh, where they came from. Uh, we're just prayerful that they're safe and that no COVID will hit any of them because I'm telling you, this COVID is raging. And listen out and listen up for our um, our interviews that we're going to be doing on next week about the uh, the people, the healthcare professionals that have died here, uh, right here in Tyler, Texas, uh, due to COVID. And our, our numbers are just uh, they're just off the just off the chart. Mm-hmm. They're continuing to grow uh, every single day. We'll be talking to you, Dr. Hagney, about that. Sure will. Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay, everybody. Thank you so much, Ms. Brianna. If okay. you're listening, it's 9.59, and so we can get ready to play our song and end for the evening. Thank you, gentlemen. You always do an amazing oh, job uh, right here on Good Monday man. night on Marvelous Monday. Uh, thank you so much. Can't, can't tell you how much I enjoy having each one of you on this show and so that we can keep our people educated out there that's listening to us. And thank you so much for all of those that continue to listen. Um, just remember all the things that we need to do in order to keep ourselves safe. Um, yes. Vaccinate by all means, but, um, but wash your hands, social distance, uh, wear your mask, be careful as you're out there and about. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. And we'll see you once again. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good one day when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Oh. To the heavens, no man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, his spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, 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 o
for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing. Our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be Good night. Good night.